Now I know as a Christian person about Jesus' promise of eternal life, but I, I'm not saying that because of that I don't have fear. I'm saying that you live with that fear in a different way because of that faith. I'm Richard Fox. Welcome to Messages of Hope. The night is closing in There's thunder on the wind And I'm alone again My fears come rushing The coronavirus and severe restrictions have brought fear and anxiety with many panic buying, just in case. How can we face our fears and anxiety? Is there any way to stop it from paralysing our lives? And can we find peace, even in times like the coronavirus? Stay with us as I have a conversation about fear with Noel and Celia. Richard, how was your trip to Indonesia? It was great. Yeah, it was yeah. great uh, meeting some people over there. It was a great trip, but uh, I wasn't feeling that great before the trip. because, Well, I suppose flying internationally these days, especially in light of the Malaysian airline disasters yeah. in recent times and terrorism around the place, I, I was actually quite afraid that was, I, was this going to be my last moments in this world. Yeah, it's life. funny that, isn't it? Because um, I know we were planning a family holiday for the end of this year. And it's still up in the air now because my son... No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> because my son, he's, um, he said, oh, I don't think I want to go on the plane. I'm, and particularly, you know, I don't want to go to another country where I don't know what's going to happen. And this sort of fear is almost paralysing him. Yeah, the, the fear index is very high, isn't it? I mean, yeah. we, for example, everything you turn on to listen to, radio, TV, on the internet, the three biggies, the global financial crisis, terrorism and climate change, yeah. it's just this constant sort of drumbeat in our subconscious telling us to be frightened. Yeah. And I think we become very vulnerable to, as you say, being crippled by fear, being well, paralysed by yeah. fear. And, and even within our, um, you know, parenting and things like that, you know, I reckon it's changed the way people parent nowadays. I mean, you would know that yeah. with your kids as well. Yeah, I suppose well, you don't want harm to come to your children. You love them. You love mm. them dearly. And mm. I suppose because you hear and see so many tragic stories of children going missing or being hurt and the guilt of that happening to one of my children mm. uh, that I would feel makes me afraid. That So I want to put do everything in my power to protect them mm. and look after them and keep them safe. My, mine are only young children, so I've still got that parental control. I, I'd hate to think what it's like for a teenager. So. Mm. Yeah, a wing and a prayer, really, isn't it? It's a, a wing, wing and a prayer, <laughs> yeah. But, but in the end, you can't control so much. You know, I suppose is the helicopter parenting mm. thing is what mm. you're talking about. And um, it's an attempt to control every circumstance so that there's no risk that comes in. But... Yes. But you can't eliminate risk. Um, the more, paradoxically, I suppose, the more we try and eliminate the risk, the more the fear is controlling us. We're trying to control the fear, mm -hmm. but it's becoming controlling of us. So why? what is it about this fear like it, that, that 
is so important is it's probably, if you get down to it, fear of death. Yeah, well, Fr Sigmund Freud said that all fear is the fear of death. And in guess in, your, in the story of your reluctance to get on the plane to Indonesia, yes. it's fear of death, fear of leaving your family mm. and your loved ones behind. Um, right. So I'm sure that's there, but some of our fears are entirely irrational. Um, yes. You know, there's not always a clear connection, I don't think, between the fear of death and the things that we're frightened of. Mm. I'm, um, I'm frightened of moths. Yeah, well, they... <laughs> I've got to admit, I, I hate the feeling and Terrible. the thought of them fluttering at me and getting stuck in my hair, and it's just horrible. I just hate that feeling at all. Yeah, it's probably not much chance of being killed by a moth, but... <laughs> oh, no. It's probably not a fear that you hold knowledge. No, it's, <laughs> no, I never worry about them getting in my hair. Um. <laughs> but, it's, but it's... And I know it's an irrational fear because I know they're not going to necessarily hurt me, but it's just I can't go to sleep with a moth in the room or... It's just... So how so do you cope with fear? Well, how did you get on the plane to go to Indonesia? Uh, whether, it's, mm. whether it's something irrational or whether it's something where you think, oh, there's terrorist attacks, I mean, you've still got to do the same things. Yeah, so what right. did you do? Well, it, it's a leap of faith uh, in a way. Like, you know, I'm, I was really trusting the people who were, were controlling that plane mm. and trusting the whole system and processes that that plane was going to get me to Indonesia and mm. safely and then I was going to be safe in Indonesia. So it's even though everything adds up logically, there's still an act of faith that I'm going to trust this system to work. So your coping strategy is to, to trust the processes, trust the systems? I, mean... I suppose so, yeah, and then trusting the people involved in it. But ultimately for me as a Christian, it's faith in God, trusting him that he will actually guide me through this whole journey. I lift my eyes up to the mountain From where my help will surely come For my help comes from the Creator You're listening to Messages of Hope. Feel free to like our Facebook page at Messages of Hope and make a comment about today's program. That's Messages of Hope. 
Today we're talking about the power that fear can have over our lives. How do we bring fear into balance? So your coping strategy is to, to trust the processes, trust the systems? I, mean. I suppose so, yeah, and then trusting the people involved in it. But ultimately for me as a Christian, it's faith in God, trusting him that he will actually guide me through this whole mm. and journey. You know, yeah, but you know that even if you were to die, because you're a Christian, you, even if you were to die, that that would be okay too. Yeah, well, you can say that, but... Um, you know, I think you both know I had a major cancer diagnosis a couple of years ago, and and I know uh, as a Christian person about Jesus' promise of eternal life. I, I know His promise that I will be with you. Um, when my first wife was dying of cancer, we experienced that. But when I was diagnosed, the fear still came. Mm -hmm. It's not as though faith eliminates the fear. Mm. Um, but there's a sense in which the fear becomes not the dominating force in your life, but the thing in which and through which you exercise faith. Uh, and so the faith helps you cope with your fear, or the faith gives you a way through your fear or past your fear? Well, for me, it, I wouldn't say even it was a conscious sort of coping thing. Mm. It wasn't a coping strategy like... I, I have faith in Jesus and Richard's mm. got a lucky rabbit's foot. <laughs> um, it was just the surety of having experienced Jesus' presence in the first incident mm. you know, of my wife's death and having seen what he's written and spoken about and said in the scriptures to be mm. true for us, I will be with you and I will never leave you or forsake you. I, I knew it was something outside of me mm. that would keep me, that that even if my cancer diagnosis had been terminal, which touch wood at the moment it isn't, mm. um, that I would still have someone who would be with me, someone who would walk me through this process of the unknown mm. stuff. Um, terrifying, though I would naturally find it. So how do you know that that's more real than a rabbit's foot or something? Well, for me, it's because this is not a self-invented thing. You know, I, I'm not finding something out of my own imagination based on some superstition that I'm putting my faith in. There's the whole witness of the church and the whole witness of the scriptures and the personal presence of Christ, which uh, I know to be uh, stronger than my fears and more present than my next breath. Yeah. But I, I'm not saying that because of that I don't have fear. I'm saying that you live with that fear in a different way because of that faith. That's how I understand it too, yeah. in a way, in that uh, Jesus is real. Like, he really did exist. Um, like, rabbit's foot is something that we can invent, all those kind of things. That's what we invented. Mm. But Jesus wasn't our invention. He came into this world. He is one of us and he's real and mm. he's promised to be with us through the fears. And mm. yeah, I still feel afraid going on that plane, uh, even though I trust in God. Uh, yeah. So you don't get rid me. of the fear. It's about maybe sometimes the fear um, perhaps points us mm. to that, that faith. or, or mm. And, and I suppose the rabbit's foot is um, a superstition helping us cope with fear. Um, but what I've just been talking about in my experience and what you've just been alluding to is 
not a superstitious response to fear, but mm. a faith response mm. to fear. Mm. So what you're saying there is that the fear doesn't control you. You let your faith control the fear. Yes, that's a good way of putting it. Um, it doesn't remove the fear, mm. but it stops the fear imprisoning me. Um, so faith is the means by which fear is kept in its place. This is Messages of Hope. Whatever it is that makes you fearful, small or large, rational or irrational, it's real for you, but it doesn't have to own you. Jesus can help you deal with your fears. For more about overcoming fear and anxiety, go to messagesofhope.org.au. That's messagesofhope.org.au. I'm Richard Fox. I hope you can join us again next week for another Message of Hope.